This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is up, 49ers fans? I am your host, John Chapman, and welcome back to the 49ers Rush Podcast. And we got some fun stuff to talk about today because guess what? You move on. (laughs) You take what happens with the Falcons' loss and you move on. You focus on the good. uh, You try to address some of the concerns. And you figure some stuff out. Now, there is some great news. And we're going to be covering some injury updates. As well as I see Fred already jumped on in the comments. Really appreciate that, Fred. Um, We're going to be updating some of those things. Talking about IR. Some timetables. The good from the Patriots. From the Falcons. The bad playoff updates, lots of stuff to talk about, but we're going to be focusing on offense as much as possible today. As you know, if this is your first time joining us, uh, here's how we kind of do all these things. <laughs> um, uh-oh, guys, Austin's in the comments. Just want to give a shout-out to Austin. Uh, he is a troll. Uh, he's a good troll. So uh, you got to be careful with what's going on there. He uh, He's here for, the, for all the hot takes. So uh, welcome, and very glad to have you guys with us. It's been a very exciting week. And without further ado, let's jump into uh, the film. And that's what we're here for, right? And so, again, um, as always, Ways, if you want to jump into my complete film analysis, head over to patreon.com and you can join the 49ers Rush podcast there. It is $8 a month. You get several different videos. It's year round. And so again, what I do as you can see, you guys are going to get to see the, some of the video from that, but you don't get the audio breakdowns explaining the scheme and all that stuff. But uh, if you want to support the podcast, head over there to patreon.com and do that. And I do want to give a quick shout-out to uh, new members that joined us over there. Uh, Lance, Angel, Thomas, Lindsay, and 88 Still Faithful. Just want to say thank you for your support. Uh, what you guys do there uh, supports the podcast, and we've got a lot of new stuff coming on. We've got video breakdowns coming out that we have never done before. We're working on 
on some huge summer projects as well. A football one-on-one series attempting to break down from start to finish from the ground up so that you can understand all the different schemes. We're working on that for the offseason. We, we've got a, the 49ers Rush podcast has built up into we've got a lot of people, a lot of manpower, and I just want to say thank you because there's a lot of people working behind the scenes uh, to bring this podcast out. And that's really what we want to do is create the best and most intensive 49ers coverage out there. I think we're pretty damn close. I really, really do. So thank you guys. Really do appreciate that. So let's jump into injuries. First off, best news today, uh, Richard Sherman is back. He practiced today, even though it was a limited practice, he was back out there. And also, um, Kwan Williams was out there as well. So we're getting two of our missing three secondary players back out there, which is huge, especially if you look at what Julio was able to accomplish. Again, we will be going over the defense later on this week, uh, but that took place, and that's huge. Now, Jaquaski tart still uh, did not practice today. Kyle Shanahan gave us a couple updates. He considers him more day-to-day as we move forward, so that is huge. Now, there was a video posted by none other than Kendrick Bourne showing Quan Alexander getting some work in out there on the field, basically just running around doing some sprints and you know that set the faithful twitter universe on fire oh my gosh could he come back so let's go through this now the rules for ir are very simple one if as soon as you get placed on ir during the season it starts an eight week timetable okay so eight you know just regular weeks then you can come back after that so if we look at when he went on um, you're talking about January so he can't come back until after the divisional round I believe uh, so even if he is healthy he can't come back now the pec tear couple more things that's a serious injury so just because he's out there running, which is very impressive, does not mean that he is ready to go out there and make arm tackles against you know NFL-type running backs. So he's still got a long ways to go. Now, Kendrick Bourne put on there, yeah, oh, he's coming back and all that stuff. Now, here's the more complicated issue. The 49ers only get to bring back two players. Every team in the NFL gets to bring back two players a year. Now, you don't have to designate those um, until the end, but it is a strong possibility. You know, The 49ers have brought back one player, and that was um, Contavious Street. He got his very first game action this week, and he didn't play a whole lot. Uh, you know, again, we will be talking about uh, the defense at a later date, but he only got 11 snaps. So it's not like he came back and made a huge impact. And as soon as Julian Taylor comes back as well, his snaps are going to, don't, I don't think his snaps are going to go up. And he didn't have a great game. So it didn't really warrant, <laughs> um, you know, the, the fact that he deserves more snaps. So is there a chance Quan can come back? Quan Alexander, a linebacker? Yeah, there's a chance. I hope that the opportunity presents itself because that means we're going to be in the NFC Championship if he does do so. So uh, keep that on the back burner. We'll see what happens. Um, (laughs) It would be very, very nice to get him back. That is for sure. Um, You know, again, he's not practicing but he is out there rehabbing. So he's not allowed to practice yet. You have to activate that practice window, which is three weeks. It's still too soon to do that. So they can't even activate um, him in practice yet until three weeks prior. And he hasn't hit that timetable yet. So we'll have to see what happens there. Um, real quick, um, haven't watched any ESPN or any dummy sport analyst since the loss. Just wanted to be Saturday again. Yeah, and here's the deal. 
49ers got a short week. They flexed us into the Saturday primetime, um, which is going to start Saturday at 5. We will be broadcasting live on hotmic.com. Uh, use promo code RUSH, E-S-F-R-U-S-H, E-S-F, no spaces, and we are everywhere. So uh, we had a lot of Android people join us last time. We Obviously, it's been available for the iPhone. But if you haven't joined us, it's a blast. Uh, let me just say that. It's it's a lot of fun, and it's a 49er-centric broadcast uh, that covers your team. It's me. <laughs> it's me talking the whole time, breaking down what's working, what's not. Instead of a team that – or a broadcast team that just covers the 49ers that one week, I've covered the 49ers my entire life. Ever since I was 10 years old, I was breaking down draft film. So um, I know I have a problem. <laughs> it's, it's a big problem. So if you haven't yet, you still watch it on your TV, but instead uh, you can use your headphones or sync your phone to whatever speaker you want and turn it up and the whole family can listen um, and learn a lot more. It's a much more football-specific broadcast and it goes on through commercials. That's another thing. If you hate commercials, this is made for you because when they go to commercial break, we're breaking down what's working. It's almost like getting a halftime report every single time they go to commercial break. So uh, that is available for you guys. So please head over there um, and join us on Hot Mike, man. We had a lot of people with us last time. We want to get those numbers up. Let's see here. Did Street even play on Sunday? Yeah, again, he played 11 snaps but did not do well. Um, yeah, and, and that's another thing. Because it was a pectoral tear back to Quan Alexander, his lower body is going to be just fine. Um, but you have to rehab that to a point where you can take on an arm tackle and extend your arm all the way out and it not stretch that uh, chest muscle. Usually that is a very, very long injury, but you know the severity of the pec tear is huge. Usually if they say pec tear, season's over. But um, hopefully he can come back relatively soon on that. So, yeah, it's going to be a fun game. You know, you have the Rams, and let's let's talk just a little bit about the playoff implications of the loss, what that means, all those different things. So, first off, the 49ers are still in the exact same position of controlling their own destiny. They are no longer the one seed. They've dropped back down to the five seed, which seems to be back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Since you know we lost to the Ravens, we dropped to five. We beat the Saints, we jumped to one. We lost to the Falcons, we dropped to five. Now we have the Rams and the Seahawks. And we all knew it was going to come down to these last two games. So this is key. Please pay attention. This Rams game is important for tiers or the seeding of the NFL NFC playoffs. This game is not important for the divisional race. The 49ers can lose versus the Rams, beat the Seahawks, and still win the NFC West. What the Rams game is all about is, one, just division rivalries, all those types of things, because if we beat the Rams, we basically send them packing. They can't be in the playoffs. Um, they can still get in the playoffs. They need help to catch um, the Minnesota Vikings, but we can send them home. Uh, we can end their season which would be nice. I really want to do that. I hate the Rams, so that's one thing. But as far as just the NFC West goes, if the 49ers beat the Seattle Seahawks, we're division champs, period. That's all there is. We're tied for a record um, because here's why. If we look at the way in which the breakdowns go for a divisional race, um, it goes 
you know, head to head, which we would split. We have to beat the Seattle Seahawks to win it. So even if we beat the Rams and lose the Seahawks, we lose that. So head and head is key because um, we would split the series one on one. The next thing would go to division. And even if we lost the Rams, that would mean we both lost the Rams and split it. Then it would go to conference. Then it would go to common opponents. And we would win both of those because we beat the Saints. They lost to the Saints. Everything else would be identical. So as long as we beat the Seahawks, we win the NFC West, period. Now, where it gets complicated is whenever you look at the division tiebreakers because we own the tiebreaker versus every other team in the in that is going to be matched up with us, whether that's the Packers or the Saints. That's really all that matters because if we win the division, that's going to put us up there with them for the first or second seed. We are tied with both of those teams as far as records go, but we own the tiebreaker. So that is key. So this victory versus the Rams matters for home field advantage. It matters for first round bye. Because if we play this out, just uh, let's say, you know, the Saints and the the Falcons, or sorry, the Saints and the Green Bay Packers both uh, win out and we lose both of our games, then guess what? Because of their records, uh, they're both 11-3, and three, we would be that three seed. So what this game means this week is do you want a first-round buy? If you beat the Rams, you are giving yourself for that first-round buy in that number one seed. That's all that that means. Now, there is a universe <laughs> where the 49ers can lose this week, beat the Seattle Seahawks, and still be the number one seed. You're going to need some help. You're going to need both those teams to lose one or one of those teams to lose in order to get a bye. So which they have some tough matchups as well. So there, there's lots of different possibilities where you can get into, well, if this happens and that happens and all that stuff, that's coming, and we're going to be doing those, and they do that on NFL Network and ESPN and all that stuff. But here's the thing that you have to understand. All you have to do to win the NFC West beat Seattle you want the number one seed, win these two games. So theoretically, the 49ers should just have five games left. You beat the Rams. <laughs> you beat the Seattle Seahawks. You're the number one seed. You win the divisional round of the playoffs. You win the NFC Championship. You win the Super Bowl. Five games left. Worst case, you got six games left. Okay, You lose whatever the next two games. Then you go to the wild card, and then you've got to win an extra game. So uh, we'll have to see what happens there. And, yeah, I do expect um, D Ford to return as well. I, I do think that is going to be the case. So we'll have to see what happens, but uh, I do hate the Rams. Yeah, I can't say that um, enough. I hate the Rams. I can't say it. I live in L.A. I can't stand them. Uh, I can't stand the fan base. Uh, anyway, that. that not a fan. Not a fan. All right, so let's jump to offense, and let's do some seasonal updates. Uh, not seasonal that you put on stake, but uh, how they have done and how they rank matched up versus everybody else. We are still the second best offense in the NFL whenever it comes to points scored. Um, we put up a lot of points. We are sixth whenever it comes to total yards. Now, some areas that we have some major concern is turnovers, which continues to be a thing. Matt Breida fumble, but we do have to say the turnovers of Jimmy Garoppolo have improved dramatically. Yeah, two games ago you had the interception that went off of Emmanuel Sanders' hands, but that is back-to-back games without Jimmy Garoppolo forcing the turnover, whether that's a fumble on a sack or an incompletion or forcing an interception. Not So two games in a row, that's huge. Because if you go back to these podcasts just a month ago, everybody's like, man, if Jimmy can just do this, then we're great. Well, guess what? Jimmy's done this. Okay, he's given it up. 
there he has he's not forcing things to the point of you know interceptions. However, he's not winning the games for us either. Because you know, and as we go through this in the pro football number, he didn't. He did not attempt one pass over twenty yards this game. He didn't. It was all underneath, and that was against man coverage and a terrible secondary. So, you know, what we did was it seemed like the game plan was look, don't cost us the game. That's all was our game plan. That's really, really it. Check it down, check it down to Kittle. Don't care if you check it down 20 times, that's fine. They're not going to be able to beat us if we don't make mistakes. And that might have been true. Uh, the Breida fumble uh, cost us huge. That was kind of the big play of the game that finally came back to bite us in the butt. And that's what it was. Uh, we're 11th whenever it comes to total first downs. Now, uh, the one thing, and this is a Kyle Shanahan stat, I've said this lots of times, pass yards per attempt, we have 7.2, which is fourth best in the NFL, second most rushing attempts, second most rushing yards, third most rushing touchdowns. So the offense is doing a hell of a job. Uh, If you would have said, you know, okay, you're going to have the second most points scored with this defense, you'd be really, really happy. But the defense has kind of taken a huge step back of late, and we were going to talk about that later on um, on our next next episode. So let's jump now into our pro football focus grades. Only 17 players got snaps on offense, and, you know, there were 64 total snaps. But let's talk top five and bottom five. No shocker who the number one player was. George Kittle came up with a 91.6 grade. Kittle's wonderful. (laughs) There's nobody in the NFL that is, you know, not claiming how great George Kittle is. He continues to be the number one rated player in the NFL. Um, And it doesn't matter really what play is on on the screen as you're watching this. George Kittle's getting the damn ball or George Kittle's the lead blocker on the play. What he has done... (laughs) 13 catches, 130 yards is wonderful no matter who is out there or what position. But what he did in the run game, um, that is kind of what set him aside. He was baptizing people into the ground. He had pancakes blocks in the run game. He was trucking people and putting them on the ground. He just impacts everything. The energy, um, what he does is huge. So I cannot say this enough. George Kittle is the 49ers MVP, period. I don't care what anybody else says. He's the number one ranked player. And listen to the drop, okay? George Kittle came up with a 91.6 grade. The second best player for the 49ers offense, 77.1, Lakin Tomlinson. So you are talking about a huge 14-point drop, 14-and-a-half-point drop from the number one player to the number two player. And Lakin Tomlinson had some great plays. He really, really did. But anytime uh, Grady Jarrett, whoever the hell Grady Jarrett lined up against, he destroyed them. Uh, he And this is kind of, if you're looking for one of the main critiques of this coaching staff, whether it's offense or defense, we allow one player to take over games very consistently. Whether that's Jadavian Clowney, whether that's Aaron Donald in the past, not this year, whether that's Grady Jarrett, um, whether that's TJ Watt uh, for the Steelers this year, we allow one person to just kind of take things over. Offensively, uh, same thing. Look what happened to Julio Jones. We let one person beat us. We don't make the adjustments to take that player out of the game, and I don't understand why that is. Our coaching staff is is very savvy whenever it comes to game plans and all that kind of stuff but we never kind of step up to the plate and say all right this one player is not going to beat us 
we're going to remove this one player, which is one of the things that Bill Belichick uh, has always been able to do. And we have not been able to do that. And so I would really like to see something happen where we can say, all right, look, Grady Jarrett's playing out of his mind. He's got so many tackles for losses. He's got sacks. He's got pressures. He's he's blowing everything up. Let's stop running it to Grady Jarrett. <laughs> let's just put two guys on him and one and just let's isolate him and run away from him. But we have not done that, and that's problematic. Um, Mike McGlinchey came as the third uh, highest rated. Offensive player, 70.5. Raheem Mostert, 69. Nice. Um, Joe Staley, 68.0. And Jimmy Garoppolo, 63. Um, He just never took any passes downfield. He just never did. Now let's look at the flip side. Let's get sad here real quick. Matt Breida, holy cow, 28.4. And a lot of that had to do with two fumbles on three carries. One of his fumbles went out of bounds, and you know it wasn't really that big of a deal. But then two plays later, he fumbles the ball again. And I, I really do think you take away that fumble, this game is over. We were in scoring position, and so you could have added a field goal at worst, and you know then they would... It would have been down nine points instead of six points at the end. So uh, Mike Person, he had a terrible game, pass blocking, run blocking. He had a 30.6, and that was just Grady Jarrett just destroyed him all game. That was a matchup that they wanted, and they got it. Levine Tololo going against his uh, previous team, 43.5. He only got 11 snaps. I don't know why Roz Dwelly is not getting more of those snaps. Dwelly got three snaps, and Tololo got 11. I want Dwelly on the field. Um, he's proven he can be a part. He made one of the key plays in this game on the punt, uh, where he forced the fumble. I don't know why we are out. I don't know why he disappeared. Once Kittle got healthy, we just put Dwelly back on the bench, and I just don't get it. Um, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, worst game as a 49er. Uh, he was sluggish to say the least, um, from jumping off sides to drop passes, to poor routes. He did have some good run blocks. Um, to the fumble by Brita and him just watching other people jump in front of him to get it. Body language is bad. I mean, it was just a bad game for Sanders. Hopefully he rebounds. Uh, he's been great. Emmanuel Sanders has been an A-plus ad, one of the better trades in the NFL at the trading deadline. He's been great. But this was not a great game for him. Uh, he played very, very poor all the way across the line. Um he had a catch in the first quarter and then get, didn't get another catch until halfway through the fourth. Just disappeared. Um, and he never got separation on his catches. They were contested. They just ran man coverage against him, and he disappeared. Uh, completely blanketed by a very poor secondary. Ben Garland, 53.6. Grady Jarrett got him. And Tevin Coleman, who only got 19 snaps, 55.4. Two of the three and outs were on him. And if we look at the kind of running back snap percentage... It, it was, here's the deal. You've got Raheem Mostert gets 34 snaps. Tevin Coleman gets 19. Matt Breida gets 12. Um, so you can kind of see how things are shaking out. But again, three straight games, Tevin Coleman's the first guy out there for the first quarter, first guy out there in the third quarter. I don't know what he has on Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, I'm sure there's some type of reason why he keeps doing what he's doing. But um, I, I don't get it. So um, also would like to note that Dante Pettis was healthy and active, did not get one offensive snap. He was not out there. Richie James got three. And if we, again, just staying at the wide receiver position, Kendrick Bourne got 34. 
Um, and then you've got Emmanuel Sanders had the most with 61, and then Debo Samuel, 57. So it does seem like we're staying with that three-wide receiver set. And Dante Pettis, who was not healthy, did not he, – you know, he, he was limited in practice with his knee. He only got those snaps. That's it. Uh, he, he got zero. <laughs> None. So – uh, let's jump real quick over to some questions really quick. Uh, see a couple things on here. Why no Jenkins claim we had the uh, we had the position and just gave the Saints the other advantage? Again, I said this. Janoris Jenkins is a hell of a player. There's no doubt about that. Uh, you know, the Jackrat, he could play. Uh, however, he you don't want to bring that into San Francisco's culture. Um, I, I hate to say that. Uh, there's a lot of cornerback depth. And, you know, as soon as Sherman is healthy and as soon as Kwan Williams is healthy and Akello and Emmanuel Mosley, he's not even going to be getting a lot of playing time unless you get two injuries. There's no reason to bring that in. And it just didn't seem like – it seems like they're happy with what they got. Um, is he better than Dante Johnson? Hell yeah, he's going to be cut this week. But you don't want to bring that in. Yeah, you really, really don't. Drew, here's a question. Which NFC playoffs teams give San Francisco the toughest chance to win? Uh, great question. And, you know, if, if we look at just the teams, you got to say Green Bay, who we destroyed. You can't be too worried about that one. I think it comes down to two teams, and that's the Saints and the Seattle Seahawks, who we're going to see uh, just next week. The good thing is by playing on Saturday, we get an extra day, which is really, really nice. So you like that. Um, you know, the Seattle Seahawks, their matchup this week doesn't really matter to us at all. They are hosting the Cardinals Sunday. So we get an extra day, which is huge. <laughs> 49ers have been able to say that twice this year where we have had an extra day or more time than the opposing team. Sorry, three times um, than the other team we're playing. So that that's very, very nice. So the Seattle Seahawks play on Sunday, but this isn't one of those where you – I am going to root against the Seahawks, as I always do, but it doesn't really affect the 49ers whatsoever. Again, going back to what we said earlier in this podcast – 49ers could lose versus the Rams. Seattle can beat the Arizona Saints. Doesn't affect the NFC West race at race at all. Just really, really doesn't. Um, yeah, I'm with you. Doug Gottlieb said Kittle can't block. Uh, those guys don't watch film, okay? Uh, they don't even write their own lines. I'm going to be honest. Uh, they really, really don't. They, they have people that do that, and they say, hey, if you say this, we're going to get a lot of retweets. Have fun. Sell it. That's what the, They're just car salesmen um, at that level. Really, really, that's all it is. Uh, do you think that we will have Tart back um, with Sherman? I, I don't think I'm not sure Tart comes back this week. And I'll say, here's the deal. Again, we'll talk about this. I've already gone through defensive film once. Haven't finished my breakdown yet for the Patreon page. But we didn't lose this game because of Marcel Harris. Um, did Julio make a couple plays on him? Yeah. But Marcel Harris was the second graded player. He played very, very well this game. We lost. Um, you know, you go, you look at the previous game. You could put that on Marcel Harris. But um, you know, you know, we we won the Saints game. You, you could put the Ravens game on the, on him. You could, you know, if we would have lost the Saints game, you could have put that on him. But this Falcons game, you cannot put on Marcel Harris. It would be nice to nice to have Tart back. I think one more week. I really, really do. The 49ers defense has regressed since we played uh, the Rams. That is very, very true. The defense is not doing its job. Um, again, I want to stick as much to the offense as possible. But if you look at the first eight weeks of the 49ers, one team got 20 points. That's it. 
2-0. <laughs> if you look at after that, weeks 9 through 15, every single team but one has gotten 20 points. Uh, last three weeks, 29 to the Falcons, 46 allowed to the Saints, 20 to the Ravens. Uh, now we got the Ravens who, man, they're either red hot or ice cold. Who knows what we're going to get? Their season's on the line. You got to expect uh, the best game possible. But if we look at what the Rams game was like last time, they only had 157 yards total yards against us. Um, my bet is they're going to have more than 157 <laughs> yards against us this this week. I, I, I do expect that we are going to win uh, that game, and so does Vegas. You look at the money lines, but again, we were 10.5-point favorites last week versus the Falcons. And, you know, I... If you've been betting with us on mybookie.ag, which is the number one sportsbook betting site online in the world, uh, love these guys, sponsors. They make these podcasts possible. And here's what's special, okay? Um, you know, last week we were 10.5-point favorites, and I went and found this stupid bet <laughs> in the props bet where the 49ers win by six or more, and I, I thought that was a lock. And we lost it. We didn't win that one. And because of that, we also had the 49ers money line part of our parlay. We missed that one. But we hit three out of four parlays. We've had a heck of a thing. And if you want to keep betting with us on my bookie, uh, please do. Use promo code 49ers, 49ERS. They're going to double your initial deposit. And we're going to keep betting because it's been a huge year. Uh, you know, I don't want to talk about my balance, but it is it is positive by a considerable margin. And hopefully yours is too because you've been betting with us. So, again, head over to my bookie. M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E.A-G. Use promo code 49ers. They're going to double your initial deposit up to $1,000. So if you want to put $10 in, they're going to give you 10 extra dollars. You put 50 in, 50, all the way up to 1000 for my uh, big-time spenders. Join us. Uh, once we do our breakdown, and again, because the game is Saturday, we've got to kind of bump everything up. It's going to be a very cram-packed weekend, and I've got Christmas parties and all that kind of stuff. But we are going to make sure that we bring you uh, the best 49ers has to offer as far as content. So we're not going anywhere, and a lot of that I do want to say thank you to my bookie. We will be breaking that down. And so if we look at the numbers for this week, currently the 49ers are minus 6.5. Uh, the over-under is 45 points, which, man, with the way these two teams have been playing, I'm loving that over-bet right now <laughs> because the 49ers' defense is not playing like it did the first 10 weeks. Now, maybe getting back Sherman, getting back Kwan Williams, that's going to help this defense out. But uh, there just hasn't been a lot of pressure. And teams have found get the ball out quick. And you're going to be able to do whatever you want against this defense. And you can't hold on to the ball. You've got to get it out quick. So we'll have to see what happens moving forward. But, uh, again, thank you to the sponsors, mybookie.ag. Uh, they've done a lot for us. I really do appreciate what they've done. So, um, yeah, I, I love the over. I'm telling you that right now. I've already put money down on that. Um, we'll have to see what happens there. So uh, a couple other questions real quick before we jump off. Um, it seems like our crowd noise is not as loud as other stadiums. Your opinion? Yeah, you're exactly correct. A uh, lot of problems with Levi's from the moment it was made. Um, one, in the summer, if you've been down there on the wrong end, uh, the end zone, it is freaking, that sun is right in your face uh, and super loud. But you're correct. It is not a loud stadium. Uh, there's a lot of open creases in the corners and uh it's what it is now was it loud on sunday yes it was but is it near as loud as places the older stadiums it's not and you could almost look at it as well 
The older the stadium, usually the louder it is, unless you're a Raiders fan and you have to tarp half of your stadium because you don't have a fan base and you're not competitive. Uh, Throwing some shade there uh, to the Raiders fans. But yeah, uh, the way Levi's is built, it's never going to be the loudest stadium. It can still be louder. um, And a lot of that is just, it took a while to get, you know, when Levi's came out, the 49ers got bad pretty quick. And so it's kind of rough, but it it's what it is. <laughs> it does need to be louder. It can be louder, but it's never going to be the loudest. That's just what it is. If you've been there, there's so much open space from the field uh, through the corners. So there, it doesn't have that kind of bowl effect where the sound is coming from everywhere. It just It's never going to have that just by the way it was made. So um, who other than Kittle will show up in the next two games? You know, we didn't have Emmanuel Sanders the first time we played the Rams. And, you know, they didn't have Jalen Ramsey. So that's two. (laughs) Talk about an awesome matchup. Who would have guessed these two (laughs) in the 49ers versus the Rams would be going up against each other? But that's going to be a fun one. You know, Kittle's going to be Kittle. And also, you know, we had Western Richburg against Aaron Donald last time. Now it's Ben Garland. So that's going to be a fun matchup as well. Um, The Rams covered them a lot, watched a lot of the films. We know what they do. We see them twice a year. This is going to be the sixth time that these two head coaches have gone against each other. It's a divisional matchup. Playoff lines are – this is a huge game. It was flexed for a reason into the primetime Saturday game. So uh, it's 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 going to be huge. It really, really is. And if you look at two of the three losses that the 49ers have had, it's been shitty wide receiver play. Uh, that's all there is to it. And you go back to the Seattle Seahawks game, uh, wide receivers, what they have, uh, nine or ten drop passes. And if you look at the Falcons game, we didn't have a wide receiver make a catch in the second or third quarter. Wide receivers are kind of turning into the X factor. And whenever you look at everything that's been spent, and I've done this in the past, but let's just, I'll see if I could do it off the top of my head. Second round pick on Dante Pettis. You traded a second and third round pick to get up to Dante Pettis to get him. Second round pick on Tebow. Third round pick on Jalen Hurd. Hasn't taken an NFL snap yet. You trade a third and a fourth round pick for Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, you got a fifth uh, back. Also, um, you spent a fifth on Trent Taylor. Hasn't taken a snap this year. Uh, Kendrick Bourne is an undrafted free agent, but. somebody's got to pay out. You've paid up for the position. You've drafted that heavily. Uh, Just nobody has has showed up consistently. Debo's been great, but he leads the NFL in drops. He's got 10 drop passes, more drops than any wide receiver in the NFL. Um, Well, I should say he's tied with 10 with um, Michael Gallup of the Cowboys and Julian Edelman. The difference between Julian Edelman is he has twice as many targets <laughs> and 10 drops. So Debo Samuel has the highest dropped per- drop percentage in the NFL of anybody that has over 40 targets this year. Um, it, it's That's problematic. Yeah, he's a rookie. I get it. But 10 drops, that's not okay in 14 games. It really, really isn't. So the wide receivers... Jimmy Garoppolo is playing fine. He's doing just great. Um, yeah, we're not attempting a, a lot of deep passes, but it's bad. It's just bad. Um, at Niner by Nature, I love you too, buddy. I appreciate that, man. <laughs> Give me a shout-out on there. Uh, thank you very, very much for that. Any concerns about our offense and defense performing in the playoffs? We'll see. Um the team should be getting healthier as we move forward. Uh, that's what you are hoping for. And if you D Ford is going to be huge, you got to have D Ford to make a run. We have proven that our front, 
can't get pressure consistently. <laughs> if you look at the sacks and all that stuff, it's changed dramatically because teams are just getting the ball out quick. And so we need quick pressure. And who's the best in the NFL at that? It's D Ford. So yeah, I'm going to be really honest with you. It's great we're getting Sherman back early. It's great we're getting Kwan Williams back. D Ford is the X factor. Uh, we've got to have him back. That is everything. And if we don't get him back, then that's going to uh, that's a huge change. And as you're if you're watching this breakdown, you're seeing Kendrick Bourne drop um, a pass. wasn't a great pass, but uh, just dropping a pass. Now you guys don't get to see a lot of the breakdown just because I mean it's an hour long plus for the offense. It's an hour long plus for the defense. It's a lot. I talked so damn much. You guys know that by now. So. Anyway, uh, if you want to see the rest of that, please head over to patreon.com and just type in 49ers Rush Podcast. Join us over there, the Frank Gore tier. It's $8 a month. comes out to about a dollar a video. And again, we're going to be year-round. Uh, we're doing a football 101 breakdown series. We're going to be breaking down draft film as well. We are just continuing to add more and more uh, content for you guys. And that's what we want to do. We want to be the best podcast out there. So uh, just want to say thanks for all the support. Really do appreciate it, and as always, uh, we're going to be back very, very short, soon. Um, hoping tomorrow, even though I got two Christmas parties to go to, I'll find a way. <laughs> we'll get you guys your content. So, thank you guys, and as always, stay strong, faithful. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.